0: Welcome to Bullshit Comic Review, my name's Andrew. And I'm Tristan. And today, we got a special episode we're going to go over our favorite Batman comics. Mm-hmm. So, or stories, at least. Or stories, yeah. In this, uh, in this tale... Um, Whatever you loser. Yeah, <laughs> what well, were you saying? <laughs> anyway. Uh, so in this episode, we're going to tell you what, what we liked about these stories... Uh, why you should read it, and also where you can find it. Quick disclaimer, none of these stories are in any type of order. It's more so just a recommendation to uh, check them out if you haven't already. Uh, and also, some books that we're going to omit from this episode is anything Frank Miller or Alan Moore. <laughs> Not that related. they're bad at all. Yeah, it's uh, more so the fact that Killing Joke, Year One, Dark Knight, all of those uh, have been reviewed at nauseum. Uh, they're they're good all within their own right, but they're just not going to be in, included in this list. So we decided to just fill those spots with other great tales for you guys to check out. All right. Anyway, Tristan,
1: first up, go, uh, go ahead. All right. Well, for one of my top five, uh, was it uh, Batman storylines? Um, no, I'm going to start with Black Mirror. Okay, Black Mirror. So the reason why I wanted to. Start with even Black Mirror, is right. For the longest time, I've always like read a bunch of your comics, because yeah, a treasure trove even at that point. Yeah, and around Detective Comics uh, 871, which is the first part of Black Mirror, that's uh, around the time that uh, Bruce Wayne came back into continuity. Right. Yeah, and was it uh, Batman Incorporated started with, like, Grant Morrison and Chris uh, Burnham?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, so during that time, this is where Scott Snyder was doing a Batman book for the first time. Okay. And this is when I, like, hopped into it.
0: Oh, okay, so this was, like, your entry point also into collecting comics and everything.
1: I mean, the first one I ever got was Batman Return. Okay. Which was, uh, that, that was, was Grant David, Morse.
0: Yeah, Grant Morrison and David Finn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, that was, that would be a pretty good issue to jump on. Yeah, um, it was
1: perfect. It was like it was meant to be. Yeah,
0: cool. So, uh, Black Mirror, go ahead. What happens in it? So, we'll tell it where, what does it run through? It's Detective Comics. It's uh, just
1: Detective Comics. Okay, and it's 871 to what? Um, just Black Mirror is to 873. It's okay. just a three part story. Right. But the thing that's awesome about this is like, um, I mean, we all know Scott Snyder these days because like he's written a ton of shit and he's doing the current major event as we're recording this. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. but so yeah, I didn't know anything about this guy or anything like that. And this story pretty much is around with Dick Grayson as Batman because Bruce Wayne has been dead. But you know, Batman's going to do Batman incorporated while Dick Grayson is going to watch a, Gotham at the same time. And right, I remember this one. Right, so how it starts out is um, Tim Drake just thought it would be a good idea to give the police department a really sophisticated uh, like science lab to do test evidence and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Commissioner Gordon finally comes around to uh, what is it? Yeah, actually bring a sample to the place. It's been, like, open for seven weeks, and they've never used it.
0: Right, right, right. And then he meets Dick Grayson there, and they're testing
1: a sample um, that they picked up off of a, what was it, a kid in a high school? The kid in a high school took some kind of mutagen somehow and to, you know, be able to defeat his bully. But the thing is, it turned into some kind of killer croc. It was a killer croc mutagen. Wow, okay. Yeah, so so ate the guy's hand and put three kids in the ICU. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. So this so is how it starts out, and it's, it's artwork by uh, Jock, so yeah. it's all like real creepy, dark lines. And, and... well, that's the thing. When I was uh, reading it, I was actually comparing it to the kind of artwork he does now, uh-huh. and how it is really dark and creepy, and it's those hardcore brush marks. Yeah. This is a lot more controlled.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Like there's, um, I forget, I don't know the colorist on it, but yeah, it's a lot more formed, and that, that, that's the thing. Like, oh. Uh, Colors. Yeah, David Barron is doing art, uh, colors on this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see So it's not the, what like the crazy brushes anymore. Yeah,
0: if you compare this with his run of uh, All-Star Batman, like that... That, that was uh, very different. Yeah.
1: But you can could, you could see
0: that still jock, but... Yeah. Um. So if I remember right about
1: this art, there's like a distinct... Isn't there like a meeting or an auction or something like that? Yeah, the... Without, like, giving too much away, like, the mirror is something that is behind all of this, and that's what I love about this story, is, like, you know how I'm always like, man, I wish he was doing more detective things. Yeah. This is a pretty solid just being a detective story. Okay, and it's Dick Grayson. Right. An incident happens, leads to a red herring after a red herring, Mm -hmm. with um, some crazy stuff that's uh, twisted into it, and, yeah, the, the auction, that part's crazy. Yeah. How that went all down, but... The greatest, like, at least if you can get, um, I guess I would be tacking this uh twice, but like, all right, for the single issues, the backup is the skeleton key.
0: Oh, right, I remember that, yeah. too,
1: with Jim Gordon and his son. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yes, that's a, even back in the day, it was just like I was, you know, being a putz, and I'm like, mm, this artwork's kind of annoying, yeah, but reading it again, I'm just like. Oh. This art, like Frank Avila, is really good at doing like dark tones. Oh yeah, I know. I remember
0: I picked up. Uh, he's a, he's doing a run of the Shadow right now. I think with Dynamite. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I picked up the first couple issues just for the art. Um, the story's not really. I love not, um, it's not catching me, but I, the art. I hear is great. you on that.
1: Like that's the thing. I I love all the stuff that he posts to uh, Instagram of all the goofy stuff that he does posters for. Mm-hmm. And, like I'm just seeing like over time like this was good, but even his details like crazier now. Still yeah. in that medium, though, but that's what, like what I especially loved about this run is that it has a good detective feel. It's Scott Snyder, you know, writing Batman, so mm-hmm. doing some solid work. Um, I wish the villain would come back, though. He's never made a comeback. Oh yeah, I guess uh, that's true. We haven't seen what's his name. I, th- I've he's got like some Etnie name or whatever, but like it's Eatnine Etnine or something. Okay, but. But yeah, with all, like, yeah, the detective, Scott Snyder, and also, um... What was it? just Yeah, all the stuff it led to. Uh Uh-huh. Like, especially Skeleton Key, like, that was dark and, like, so messed up. Oh, yeah, I definitely remember that whole run. Yeah. So. Um, cool. cool. Oh, also, one last thing. Uh, this is where he created the, uh, um, face-changing mask. Oh right! Lucius Fox made it and like gave it to them. And Tim Drake's like, it's pretty cool, and he uses it.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. And then they end up using that later on in Batman One. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah the Joker.
1: Like, um. And like Tim like, with the Joker. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But um, that's really cool. So this, this book is a find if you can find it, Detective yeah. 871. Not only does it have... 871, 72, and 73, that's yeah. Black Mirror. Or Black Mirror even... and the Skeleton Key. So that's like yeah. two great Batman stories right there.
1: Definitely a... Uh... Well, that's, that's, true. that's the thing. If you get interested in the Skeleton Key, you do have to go until 875 to finish that one off. Okay. Because it becomes full-fledged in 74 and 75. Right, right. Well, yeah, okay, so pick it up. Yeah. Look for it. If you can find it, it's definitely a good find. Ebay.
0: EBay. <laughs> All right, so I would have to say one of my first recommendations would be a good Raza Ghoul story. And it's actually the best Raza Ghoul story in my opinion because what? it's it's his origin. So it's called uh, Batman Birth of the Demon. Um, and it's written by uh, Dennis O'Neill and art by Norm Fogel. Yeah, and uh, um, what was it, 1992? So actually, like. Well, there there's three different versions of it. The yeah, there's there's three different. You can get it in uh, a collected series called Birth of the Demon now. And I think in that, you can actually get the other two tales. There used to be, like, a Raza Ghul trilogy. And that was Son of the Demon, Bride of the Demon, and Birth of the Demon. Son of the Demons where Damien's conceived. Bride uh, of the Demon is where Ghoul finds like a mate after like a very long time, and like uh, Talia basically gets a stepmother. Um, and then Birth of the Demon is Raza's origin. So one of the reasons why I, I love this book is because it takes place in like the time of antiquity. Like, just, like, really, really far back in, like, olden times where there's just villages and hunter gatherer tribes and stuff like that because Raz is, you know... So um, what what time are they pinning him? Uh, I don't know. It's, like, sometime in... He's, like, in, like, the, like, I believe, like, the Persia area. Okay. So he's in the Middle East somewhere. Um, and I think it's around the time of, like, Egypt. Like, Egypt's height. So, um... But it shows him actually making the Lazarus Pit for the first time, and the reason why he does it is, uh, and it actually like drives a man mad that kills his, his wife, so he becomes spiteful, and it like sets him on a collision course that you always hear that Roz had like wiped out all memory of his tribe and all this other stuff, all this other stuff. But like this story is told by flashback, and it's because Batman Classic. picked up, yeah, picked up on a clue of it, and the, like all that stuff. So, I, it's not only does it have great art, but it like absolutely ties in. And don't have it with you? Yeah. No, unfortunately, I don't. I was, I was looking through it. I was able to find the other two chapters. I have the other two chapters in hardback. Actually, I think I have all three. But that and also Black Mirror are missing. Yeah, huh. unaccounted for. Huh. 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 Yeah, they're probably in a book bag somewhere. <laughs> but lost. Yeah, or like a uh, luggage bag. But mm. whatever. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend picking it up. You can pick it up in Batman Birth of the Demon, which is a collected series. It's been reprinted and stuff like that. There's also Tales of the Demon, which is all three of them. And I believe that's a trade. That's going to be a little harder to find. Um, and I'm sure that, uh, with the whole like Arkham series of, uh, books that DC's publishing right now, they're doing one of like. Each character, so there's like Arkham Scarecrow, and it's a collection of all the greatest. Are still characters. doing those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure eventually they'll get the Ghoul and this this tale has to be on it. Mm. Um, the art is just absolutely phenomenal. I can't like stress that enough. Um, all that there's like no paneling. Like all the pages are just like warped together. It's like it's just really, really cool. If I uh, like, just look it up. Google it. And it's totally worth it. Um, But definitely uh, pick up this tale if you can find it.
1: Another series I would definitely suggest would be Scott and Snyder and Greg Capullo's Zero Year. So this is number three on our list.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Third third book, okay. So what about... So
1: first, I guess what is zero year zero year so there is year one and that's a whole other thing but that was usually um the origins of batman that's what everyone went by okay so so what scott snyder and greg capullo thought is well let's kind of do like a retelling of that but not really really telling but like a redoing of the origins in a way so this is new 52 batman's year one yeah Okay. Zero year. Zero year, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, it's from Batman issue 21 to 33. Or you you can pick it up in three trades, I think. Okay. So, yeah, I remember that this actually took a full year to come out. Yes. When
0: uh, when it was printed. Yeah, sorry. Go
1: ahead. No, no, I was going to say, like, to uh, expand upon that, like, I remember when you and I were collecting this at the time. Like there's plenty of really awesome moments that do like great homages to like old stories. It's like you can tell in this story that Scott Snyder really likes Batman or really has a love for Batman.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there's uh, Doctor Death's in this. Yep. There's the Riddler. Yep. Um, who, but well,
1: there's that's the thing. It's like, is, is it the, the Riddler? Introd- is it not the Riddler? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Who's the introduction of uh, Duke Thomas? Yeah. Doing doing some good stuff. Um. Batman being like all like basically survivor,
1: mm. and
0: oh kinda, yeah, towards toward the end too.
1: Yeah, and one of the other things that like I really loved about the storyline is that so you know there's always Bat God, mm-hmm. but since this is like him starting out, like he's still formidable, but he isn't perfect, and it's like when like those moments happen, yeah, It's like it hits hard.
0: Yeah, I, I, the one thing I really do remember about this, like, after, um, when it was originally printed, I was just, like, feeling a little fatigued with it. But mm-hmm. after rereading it, um, I love just how much he fails and just yes. keeps keeps getting back up and going. Right. Um, I, and, like, it's such a great Batman story when... When I pulled all that negativity away from it and just looked at it, like, trying to, like, look back on it, I definitely understand why it would be one of your picks.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's a great story. It's a definitely a great, like, retelling of his origins.
0: And, and Capullo's art is, like, top-notch yeah, on because this, cause on this, this is, is after they're already making
1: strides and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they also do stuff with the Red Hood gang, right? Right. And that's, like, one thing that they expanded that a lot. Like, it's an actual gang of people. And he has control of all these, like, he has blackmailed, like, shit on them, and that's how yeah. he gets them to uh, be in there. And yeah, and, and, like, you find out uh, a lot about
0: Bruce's extended family, too, the Canes that are running the uh, Wayne Enterprises and all that other stuff. Right. Yeah, you find his uncle because he's part of the Red Hood gang. He's being blackmailed. Yeah. Way to go. Way to go. Yeah, well, I mean, spoilers, whatever. I mean, pick, pick up the book. That's like a minor thing that happened. Yeah, I rest. mean,
1: of the, of the plethora of things that happened in that, but yeah. that is quite minuscule. But
0: there's, there's a lot of great moments. So anyway, I, I think the other reason why I kind of enjoy this book, too, is that Year one is great, and um, yeah,
1: definitely not say bad things about year one.
0: But um, it was cool to kind of just have like a fresh take on it, especially mm-hmm. with the new Fifty Two Batman, and like especially since they were you, in like
1: the height of their game at that point.
0: Yeah, and and I think if you do it, if you read it the way that you. Placed it in your long box, didn't you? Put it in chronological order. Yeah. so Zero year starts I'm, first.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm crazy with the fact that I put all New Fifty Two in chronological order.
0: Yeah. Well, so I think that that was a a really cool idea. And if you read Zero Year first, and then catch up with like Court of Owls, then Death of the Family, and all that other well, stuff.
1: That's the thing. It starts with a uh, um, Zero Year, but oh, but you're saying with just that series. Yeah. yeah
0: if you try to read New Fifty Two Snyder's run of Batman in chronological
1: order. It's uh, pretty sick. So, final thoughts? No, there was just like a shitload of awesome moments and gut-punching moments as well. It's what, 13 issues? Um, what was they it did, 21 to 33? 12. And they,
0: and they did tie-ins too?
1: Yeah, there's, shit. there's a couple tie-ins. Oh,
0: right, because they do a Jason Todd origin in this too.
1: Um, Sort of, like, one awesome one is a Detective Comics zero-year issue is it's just James Gordon within that situation.
0: Oh, right, right, right. And that's issue 25.
1: Of Detective Comics. Okay. Then you have Red Hood and the Outlaws, 25.
0: Oh, right. I remember this one a lot. This is, like, where you kind of don't know if he's, if, like, Joker's been fucking with him or not. And
1: right. Like all this stuff. Because like in New 52 they were saying that uh, Jason Todd was... Just a massive manipulation by Joker. Yeah,
0: basically planted there is a sick
1: joke. Yeah, like that's a little bit too ridiculous. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. I mean, like not till, but not since birth. Like if you want to do this, yeah. fine. But when he's in his adolescence, but I don't know.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Jason kind of has that uh, fluid origin. You need him, you use him when you use him. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Like I read in the Outlaws now.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I, I'm not very attached to the character to be honest. But that's just me. I'm, I love Jason Todd. I think he's awesome. Yeah, I know. I'd much rather like Tim Drake, and I've actually learned to accept Damien, even though I really didn't like Damien when he first Well, da- him out. Damien
1: sucked. He was an asshole. It, at it first. was the
0: Batman and Robin run that made me really
1: like him. Yeah, because yeah. he learned, he grew. You, yeah, we saw that little piss grow. Uh, I, and by Batman and
0: Robin, I mean uh, Grant Morrison. Through that, yeah, I like. I started that was to pretty pick up with Fifty Two. Yeah, and then the Tomassi run of 52 Batman and Robin. That was really too. good. Yeah. But anyway, back to this.
1: But yes, yeah, Action Comics 25. And then there was like, I think, um, Nightwing, Flash, Green Lantern Corps. Oh,
0: right, right. There was a bunch I re- of them. I because remember, I remember Barry Allen for some reason was in Gotham, and yeah. Francis Manipool did that issue. That was his
1: last one on that issue. Yeah, or series. On, on that
0: series, yeah. I remember that. Wow, that's taking me back. Right? Anyway, some good shit. Good times, good times. Alright, so next up, uh, I'm going to have to pick... The the tale is called The Joker's Five-Way Revenge. Um, Ooh, ooh. And it's printed all the way back in Batman 251, September 1973. They were so risque in the 70s. Yeah, well. Um, like, okay, so f- it's impossible to have a, a best of Batman list without a Neil Adams art. Uh, but this, this tale is also by uh, Denny Denny O'Neill, who uh, did Birth of the Demon, right? So, is this um, one right here? Yeah, it's, like, the art is phenomenal, and, like, I think of any printed... Version of the Joker. I don't know. I just feel like there's so many panels in this that I've seen elsewhere outside of comics, like either in poster or like that, yeah, like that true. image of Batman running on the beach. Like I, I've seen that a million different places. Um, but I really think that like Neil Adams was a top notch. Um, in this issue, and uh, okay, true. I think the another one of the reasons why I liked it, like the whole premise of the story, is that the Joker is just going after a couple guys that squealed on him, and like all this other stuff, and Batman's trying to prevent him from murdering all of them. Snitches get stitches, basically, right? And it's like that, that's like the general premise, but there's like all these cool interactions with Batman and like different characters of the underworld, um, and then the Joker just like running around Gotham, kind of you know creating havoc, um, like yeah. he does. Yeah, so. Uh, like, how I found it is actually through this book called, uh, Greatest Stories. And I don't know if DC still publishes this. The Greatest
1: Joker Stories. No,
0: no, no, no. This is called Greatest DC Stories. So it's actually volume three, the one that I have. One is Superman, two is Batman, three is Joker. Okay,
1: so the line is the greatest stories ever told. Yeah, but it's
0: Joker is the the third character. But anyway, so there's a lot of good stuff in this. This was printed back I think in the nineties or whatever. Um this particular tale though, um I I think that one of the things as a Bat fan is that um year one kinda starts or sets the standard of like when Batman kinda begins. And what I mean by that is like a lot of people I don't hear talking about going further back in Batman's older catalogues of stories and having like a really solid origin yeah or not not even a solid origin but being able to reference an older issue that they really liked and like i i found this book when i was really young like at a good time and because of the art it like not only made the joker kind of scary and intriguing Mm -hmm. um but yeah it like really it really stuck with me um and again it's like neil adams at his best so i he's like the guy that basically define the look of what Batman was up until, um, you know, year one ended up happening. So um, there's some good stuff before 1986 or whenever year one was printed. Um, And this is one of them. again, it's printed if you want to actually find the back issue. I don't even know what it would go for, but um, it's Batman 251 from September of 73. Uh, And again, the tale's called... Joker's five way revenge, absolutely pick it up and see that five way. Oh like, yeah! Just look at the way this starts. The Joker, like, how is that not a scary ass picture, right? <laughs> no,
1: yeah, I, I hear what you say when you said he was scary and well, and,
0: and the, I think the other thing about this too is that there's a there's a episode of Batman the animated series where the Joker's like tailgating a guy and the guy constantly keeps looking in his bat in the, his rear view mirror
1: and it's just... Yeah, it, it's just him <laughs>
0: smiling. So, like again, being a kid, like it's like two reference points of the same thing. It's like really kind of freaky, but
1: no, anyway. no. I always found him funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: ah.
0: Anyway, and it's it's all self-contained in one issue. It's it's freaking awesome. But yeah, and Denny O'Neill is the man. I mean, like he's had such a great impact. He's like the 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 equivalent. Uh eh, never mind. But uh, he's just yeah. Um, sorry, he, he wrote he has written a lot of great Batman stories. Okay. Um and influenced a lot of great writers, so uh it it's worth picking up. And giving do where it's due. <laughs> Doo do? Doo do I don't know. Uh, you should cut that one. Oh no, that's staying. No. Uh,
1: So the next one I wanted to choose was during the Flashpoint main event, there was a series called Batman Night of Vengeance. Now, unfortunately, I will have to say a spoiler about Flashpoint so you can get the concept of this three-part series, which can be found in trade or is, yeah, like a three-issue thing.
0: I think you can find it either as, like, a Flashpoint. uh, So I think it's, like, included in Tales of Flashpoint, Or at this point, it's probably included in, like, a Batman Elseworlds or
1: whatever it is. Yeah. But who's it done by? Um, It's Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Eduardo Risso. Okay. So, in Flashpoint, Barry Allen finds himself in this, I guess, verse of DC, where his mother's Mm -hmm. alive, but everything's gone to shit. Now, I could spend 20 minutes telling you all the stuff that's going on right now, but no. So, the major thing is... In this universe, Bruce Wayne died when they were in that alley, and Batman and—or sorry, Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne survived. So in turn, Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. Right. But this is not your everyday Batman. You Batman. This is definitely. This an is also world. not the same Gotham either. Right. And. Because what he pretty much becomes is he's a Batman that kills and, like, there is no um, prisoners with this guy. Yeah, it's pretty badass, I'm pretty sure. Doesn't he kill people with the gun that killed his son? No, he keeps that in a little vial in the Batcave, but he does have two guns and he shoots people. Um, He was in Carraghane, one guy and holding him over the edge of the roof, as Batman does. Yeah. And once he gets the answers, he just drops him.
0: Yeah, I think that, and... um, I'm glad that you picked this tale because it's one of the coolest Batman, like, kind of Elseworlds tales or renditions of
1: The Dark Knight. And you can easily see that with a lot of the comic book community as they keep pushing for Flashpoint.
0: Yeah, and I think the other thing that's uh, really cool about this is that, look, I I would absolutely want to see a Thomas Wayne Batman. Played by Jeffrey D. Morgan? Uh, I don't really care about that, but... Oh, I do, because he was in Batman Super Superman. Well, yeah, I mean, like, cool. But if you want to pick that actor, that's fine. Just give me the character. Well, yeah, always stay true to the character. And, like, reference this this, uh, story. Like, and I think the other thing that was awesome about this is that it really does build... Do quite a bit of world building in such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. The interactions that he has with the characters, like, you get... To see Barbara Gordon, the Penguin, Jim Gordon, you get to see Harvey Dent, um, Catwoman, Mar- Martha Wayne,
1: Selina Kyle, all of them in in different lights. Um, it's pretty crazy what happened to this, but yeah, you also find out that he turned pretty much got them into of his own Las Vegas, but as, and the reason
0: to do that was the lore
1: criminals, right? Yeah. I forgot about that, and, but <laughs> and,
0: and again, that's also one of the whole reasons why that rooftop is designed the way it is is so he could chase people up there, so he could drop them. Hmm. So I, I think that that was one of the things that they referenced in the uh,
1: in the book. So it was it, like this. This book was awesome. No, yeah, it really was. I mean, all, all the Flashpoint stuff, not all the. Sorry, take that back. Flashpoint series and some of the other stories. Oh, the Aquaman series was amazing. That was pretty cool. Yeah. The Wonder Woman, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman and her cool. Furies or some shit like that. That was cool. That was really Deathstroke good.
0: and the Ravagers. I thought was yeah, it's okay. I didn't yeah, really it like was that a that piratey kind of thing.
1: thing. Oh, I, the cricket thing that yeah, was like weird. I did not the, pick that up.
0: The Resistance one like, that was that lame. Was, yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah. was weak. Grifter and the Resistance. Or, uh, there or, was a, oh. or Lois Lane in the Resistance. Yeah,
1: Lois Lane and yeah. the Resistance. She became and Britannica. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Whatever. They, they, they messed that part up. <laughs> I'm like, and what's going on?
0: What what happened with Green
1: Lantern during that, too? Abin Sur survived and Hal Jordan died. Oh, no. Hal Jordan is the fighter pilot, which he had his own series, too. Right, right, right. And he just, like, they, they use him as such a chump.
0: Well, yeah. He, attack, he ends up attacking uh, Aquaman, and then what? Yeah, like... Doesn't Captain Adam go off or something?
1: Yeah, just pretty much imagine Hal Jordan is just a pilot and has never grown up.
0: He's a kamikaze.
1: Yeah. Basically. <laughs>
0: but yeah, the, the, they reduced Hal Jordan to a kamikaze. Yeah. Uh, that was like one of the failures of that
1: series. But anyway. This series, The Batman um, Night of Vengeance, there's a situation where two philanthropists... or uh, flaren- Yeah, anyway. Rich people's children... Harvey Dent's kids. Ooh, is, oh, is it? It's that, Harvey that's right. Dent's twins. Yeah, yeah. Harvey Dent's twins
0: get kidnapped by the Joker, mm-hmm. and Batman is called in. And Harvey Dent is the mayor. It's, he's not. He hasn't fallen to become Two Face or anything like that. Right. And Batman. Uh, he knows that he's Bruce Wayne, or I'm sorry, Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Wayne runs the casino and all that other stuff. And Oswald is kind of his like. Right-hand man, right. him like
1: run the casinos? Yeah,
0: he's like a pit boss and all that stuff. Yeah, and then Jim Gordon is his like liaison to the police, mm-hmm. um, and so, he asks him
1: for help on this uh, case of the two missing children.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there
1: is there is awesome oh, scene man. in this Croc thing. Rock
0: is in this. Yeah, because remember at one point he goes down in the sewers to investigate the kids.
1: I guess so.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. You gotta, like, rip that open and reread it. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I guess I should have read it before it's, this. It's so freaking good. There's, and, and the artwork is on point. Like, the, uh, the use of the shadows and also the Oh, yeah, Risso Rissa is, Riso is, is pretty
1: awesome with this. It sets the mood perfectly. But, yeah, the Thomas Wayne version of Batman is I think, pretty fucking yeah, awesome. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It This is, right is the part. Here. The first issue. Oh, yeah, this
0: fucking like center story shit what was that interlude?
1: Super 8 oh yeah
0: like look at how creepy <laughs> look at how great that panel is <laughs> I remember I just I reread this book not too long ago digitally and when, like with the whole swipe like animated motion it's really freaking awesome because it makes it cinematic oh, and, like true. this whole sequence with the pearls dropping and him reliving Bruce getting shot like it was freaking awesome digitally so like machete to the head Oh yeah, he like, just. Come on. Croc. <laughs> that, like that's the type of Batman we're dealing with. Instead of having Killer Croc, any other story with Killer Croc, Batman just machetes him in the head.
1: Like, it's awesome. Thomas yeah. Wayne
0: takes no shit. Yeah, yeah
1: it, that's the thing. It's like that's why everybody really wants um a Flashpoint movie. Yeah. Because he was really awesome in the Flashpoint series too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like that that story is you know needs him. So
0: anyway. That was a good choice, man. I definitely agree with that one, too. Yeah, Like, Zero Year, that one. I mean, I have to read it again. Black Mirror. You got got some good stuff here. Yes, it is good stuff.
1: And that's the thing. It's like, uh, if you haven't really kind of realized, like, as I said, I've only been collecting since uh, 2010, so my stuff's mostly all the new stuff. Well... I mean, you've been reading for a while, so... You've, like, delved deeper into the older stuff?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've grown up with books, so I've been fortunate. And, like, the again, the best thing about comics is that you get an entry point, and then you have the luxury of going backwards. Mm-hmm. So... Um, or, if you want, you can just hang out and find a lot of good stuff. So, um, I had a lot of time to go backwards. True. And also the library, man. I mean, like, not that many people use it, but there's there's a lot of good shit in the library
1: yeah i'm surprised to
0: find trades at a library yeah no but not only that like when i was growing up like they had i definitely remember them batman and superman like old world's finest like in a book and i i would rent that thing from the library like five ten times Mm -hmm. it was awesome Alright, next up I'm going to recommend uh, Strange Apparitions uh, which is actually just reprints of Steve Englehart and uh, a Len Wein issue um, of Detective Comics. Uh, art, on Art Duty you have Marshall Rogers and also uh, Walt Simonson. So, first, like, Englehart has done a lot of great stuff uh, and also in over with Marvel. So, he, a lot of Great tropes of superheroes, um, you know, kind of come from his mind. Um, The other cool thing, what I like about this, is that this run is in 1977 through 77 through 78 of Detective Comics. So it takes you at uh, 469 all the way to 479. Um, And the, uh, again, this is like one of those great stories that was printed before the 80s that um, it still has a lot of awesome uh, aspects of Batman. That are still around. Like for instance, he has a love interest, Silver St. Cloud, um, and it's that's very much a, a like at the core of this story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman again is doing stuff like this was one of the first arcs back in the '70s where they started doing stuff uh, in the dark, and Batman's uh-huh. like in the city. Yeah, he's in the city, and like they're doing stuff at night again. All the panels are like him in warehouses, and like not really Whoa, him. Oh, that's pretty the day. crazy. Yeah, yeah, and like again, the art on this is freaking awesome. Um, and then there's a lot of a lot of scenes with Bruce and Silver St. Cloud, and that whole dilemma. Uh, essentially, and eventually, she ends up uh, figuring out that he's Batman, and ends up leaving him. So it's like... What? 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 Yeah, it's a big blow.
1: Oh, you're Batman? That's not good
0: Yeah, you have the the introduction to uh, Dr. Phosphorus, which is... Oh, uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, like basically human nightlight. He did not make a very good comeback (laughs) in New 52. Oh, no, not at all. (laughs) But there was a really cool issue of uh, Bloodlines. When, uh, during, when during another time far, far away, yeah, it was in, I think like in 1993 uh, or 1994. I, I know that it was like Asbat, and Dr. Phosphorus basically burnt off like Asbat's almost like entire suit. God. So it was pretty cool. Um, uh, but anyway, back to uh, Strange Apparitions that's what the trade is called, but again, you can find those issues. So it has Dr. Strange, yeah, and like there's also. The reason why this is uh, my selection is because it's a great Hugo Strange run. There's uh, Rupert Thorne, who ends up th- being carried over to uh, Batman the Animated Series. He's a big part of that series. Mm. So you actually get to see his reference point here. And he ends up getting haunted by the ghost of Hugo Strange. Like So there's that whole like story arc.
1: That would be so lame. And Could then imagine having to listen to Hugo Strange all the time.
0: Yeah, so Batman's not only dealing with... Like, stuff on his personal life, Deadshot comes to town, uh, Clayface <laughs> comes that to the town. Is yeah. yeah, no, I mean, like, there's all this stuff. He, uh, Rupert Thorne, uh, Hugo Strange, and then on top of that, there, you have, like, one of the most memorable Joker stories ever with the Jokerfish. fish. Um, that's the one that comes out in, uh, in this story. Hmm. Um, so again it's just like Batman at its best and some of the the biggest tropes that we like about the character um come from this period you might have to leave all these so I can read them oh yeah I'll definitely leave this for you you need to find Um, out the of the demon Tale. yeah yeah well good luck on that I mean uh, Uh, maybe I'll just get it then (laughs) Yeah, I definitely. Oh man, I I do need to find Birth of the Demon because I I know I have it and now it's making me want to reread it.
1: We just made another reference to another part of this episode.
0: Yeah, but, but anyway, uh, strange apparitions, uh, Englehart at its be- at his best with Rogers. They, they do the majority of the book. Um, it's just like look at that sequence where this this guy ends up
1: getting infected with the Joker. No, thing. I'm just kidding. That's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. And again, like we've seen this so many times. Like I've the, never seen it. The sequence,
1: it's. it's you mean definitely, the, just the joke of someone?
0: Yeah, but it's definitely a Batman: The Animated Series episode. Okay. So and I, I've definitely seen that a whole bunch of times. I um, can't wait to. This is where it comes from. True. And if you want, oh, sorry. Last last thing. <laughs> go on yeah just edit well shorten it I guess Um, whatever butt brain yeah if you want the Joker just the Joker stuff it's detective 475 and detective 476 so um, again good luck finding them but that's just the Joker stuff true so next up on
1: the best of Joker story (laughs) yeah right so yes, uh, the next one that I was going to choose is death of the family, not death in a family or death death of the death in the family. Yeah, yeah, death in the family, not that, but death of the family. Yeah,
0: death in the family is Sterling and Jim Parro. That's true. From in the eighties, when people is...
1: voted to get rid of Jason Todd, Ooh, yeah, Sickburn. And who, which, who, who does death of the family? It is I know yeah, this is it, right? this Death might be a family. little Yeah, yeah. Okay. Death of the Family. It might be a bit redundant of me and I apologize. But it is Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo again. But there's other artists for all the tie ins. <laughs> yeah, right. And of course there's a whole bunch of tie ins. Oh right? yeah, it's
0: it's thick as hell. This is another one that's printed in three trades.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think with Scott Snyder and Greg you're just gonna have to get used to that until they finally get their shit together and put all the stuff together no. in the omnibus. No, what it is is that they have a good idea, and
0: then editorial's like, "Oh yeah, we could do crossovers. <laughs> like, uh, why not? I, there's there's, oh, yeah. there's
1: space here for this story. That's there's the thing. Space like, here
0: for this story. Once again, like
1: with the zero year thing, how we felt fatigue. Yeah, like this one was rough during the time that it happened. In retrospective, it's awesome, but like or just like all the main or the family events with Batman like it just took over everything
0: actually now that you're now that you're saying that I think that this ran 13 Batman issue 13 through what uh, one second 17 through 17 and then zero year was 12 12 issues 12 issues okay so I mean I mean, maybe that's the reason why Zero Year was so kind of
1: unbearable for me.
0: Because oh, I, I see what a you're full saying. Year. Yeah,
1: I see what you're saying. But, but they like, did, they right did the play that, on it. There that. was
0: almost a full year of Joker stories.
1: Um, well, no, I mean, 13 to 17, that's only, like, a couple months. Or half a year. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess half a year. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like, it, whenever these, like, Batman events would happen, it would just take over all the other Batman issues. And I felt like it always, like, their story, the, uh, other tie-in stories like a uh, uh, Batgirl, Nightwing, Batman and Robin, all that kind of stuff. They would gain the momentum on a story, speed yeah. bump on a Scott Snyder, Greg Cool story, speed it up, and another bump. It was yeah. like three of them. I was just like, guys, calm
0: down. I definitely, I definitely understand what you're saying. Like that was, I think, a weak part of the New 52's like publishing run. Yeah, they did I, like I wonder, a family
1: dynamic for doing events.
0: Yeah, which was cool in concept, but I wonder if the New Fifty Two of some of that like. If the stories had a little more room to breathe or if they double-shipped so you actually were getting stories out faster, if uh, if it would have taken a little better.
1: Well, I mean, that's what I'm kind of liking about the biweekly stuff now is that you don't feel fatigued on some of these storylines.
0: Well, not only that is like if you don't like it, it's just – it's over real quick. I mean yeah. like Sam Humphreys is Once now again, no off of – fatigue on that. Yeah. Yeah, like, Sam Humphreys is now off of Green Lanterns and over on Nightwing, and then, like, they just switched spots, and now the two writers are doing their own thing. Yeah, so far I'm not really digging Green Lanterns, and sucks because I really like Jessica Cruz. Anyway. Yeah, nah, nah, me neither. But I am kind of like a Nightwing, so, like, <laughs> is what it There's is. the trade-off for you. Yeah. But! Death of the family. What yeah. happens then? Well,
1: so I'm... So, again, next up on Greatest Joker Stories. Right. So, with New 52... The first detective, like, a, issue one through a thing... Oh, just the first one. Yeah,
0: Joker makes one. an
1: appearance. Gets yeah. his face cut off. By... Dollmaker. Dollmaker, right. Yeah, he was I. Right. Yeah, but, he was just
0: used as bait. I mean, it was just like, it was a bullshit thing. He ends up getting killed.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, well, that anyway. yeah, you know of. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... So you don't see Batman for a while. And there's, like, monthly stuff. No, you don't see Joker for a while. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. you don't see Rainbow. Joker for a while. And so that's what made this especially really awesome. I think it was, I mean, it had to have been over a year since we've seen, since we've seen Joker. Yeah, and the entire, and the, they definitely just kind of like left it hanging. Which I loved. Yeah. Which made his appearance just that much better. And I love how it starts out like, I don't want to like read too much of it. But just the first... It's creepy. Yeah. In hindsight, there were signs. Omens of terrible things to come. The first one came with the rains. With early snows blocking its mouth, the rains flooded the Gotham River, actually reversing its course for three full days. The second sign came soon after. A lion at the Gotham Zoo gave birth to a deformed cub, a cub with two heads. Rivers running backwards. Beasts born wrong. We should have seen it coming. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, like of course, and then oh, like and I don't know where Joker just takes out everyone in the GCPD and like Batman retrieves pops up. his face, yeah. right? And, yeah, gets his face, scares the fuck out of James Gordon or Jim Gordon, yeah, and pretty much this whole story, ooh, this whole story is like a love letter to Batman from the Joker.
0: Yeah, and the cool thing about it, and what I think to elaborate on that point, is he wants to relive their greatest tales.
1: Yeah, he even, like, there's conversations between them, and beautifully written. He's so crazy. I love how, like, rotted his face gets, and, like, the Joe outfit. It's a very interesting take. Yeah, he's, uh, it's... Well, I guess this Joker's more
0: kind of, like... I would say almost like a hacking slash uh, serial killer. Yeah, almost. the serial killer. Yeah. Like, I was thinking like he, he he's kind of like Jason in the point where he just kind of like pops up and does like crazy stuff, but he he talks more but so it's like Frank. Still friendly. Joker. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. But he he seems no. That's like, a very good analogy. Yeah, he seems like he could be like one of those '80s slashers. Um, so, Which but at I the can same point, is, like, like Greg Capullo's uh, yeah, it, it's influence still there. Yeah, I, I don't find those movies. Uh, scary anymore? Well, but, no,
1: because they're kind of goofy. But yeah, this, this is, was creepy as fuck. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely the type of way that you want Joker to come back, right? And that's the thing. Like, even though I was just complaining about how these main events or these Batman events like mess with the other Batman stories, it was awesome to see Joker interact with everyone, like Batgirl, Catwoman, Nightwing, and then like all those like Jokerized covers. Yeah, I definitely remember.
0: Oh, man, I remember some of the just main covers for uh Batman were freaking awesome. Like the one where he's dancing with the uh oh yeah, that Nightwing 16. I think that's actually like I have a a, a oh, This daf-
1: fucking one, Batman 16, creepy as hell. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Joker's basically dressed up um in uh, uh, oh, outfits. all the, all the outfits. Yeah. So you got Alfred's coat. Looks like yeah, on his uh, shoulder. Yeah, Batgirl's glove on his belt. Batman's Batman's gauntlet. Gauntlet. Robin's vest. Then Nightwing's Nightwing's mask. Yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, the uh, the Batman issue where he's dancing. Yeah, Um, I I think that's one of my favorite jokers. Yeah, seventeen. That's so so freaking cool. So, do you think this Joker is a distinct one of the three? Jokers, or Well, that's what? the thing, but like... If there's Joker in a lot of these stories of, of our favorite Oh, tales.
1: definitive Jokers?
0: Yeah, like, do you think that this is actually one of the three Jokers, or what?
1: Like how in how, continuity right now they're yeah. saying there are three. Well, there's also the thing that it might be his parents of him. Well, then, yeah, um, or
0: what I'm kind of thinking is that... Um, what is her? What's her name? Marinette, Mimic, or yeah. Mime?
1: Yeah, Marianne I'm thinking. And Mime.
0: Yeah, they either are this Joker's kid or, or this Joker's parents. That would make a lot of sense. Or
1: they definitely gave birth to like a Joker or some type. If of Joker. there's, it, if it, there it, are maybe three Jokers, th- that would. I kind of like that concept. Yeah, as long as they don't work together. Like they, I want them to just hate each other and they never want to work with each other. Well, but. I
0: don't want them to exist
1: at the same time. Yeah, like something messes with it, yeah, maybe. Yeah,
0: because it's one of those things that I think that if you do it... Although, in Batman White Knight right now, there are two Harley Quinns. So, and that's really cool. Right. Um, but I don't want to see two Jokers running around or like... Fu- because right. Because it, 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 to me, again, cheapens it. But, so, Death of the Family, if you can. How many issues would you
1: or did you actually collect of this run? With the whole entire thing? Yeah. Oh, man. Like, I think I got everything. I mean, I even got some doubles because some of the covers were just... Like, this one where he's li- doing his lipstick in the mirror is Batman so 13. creepy. So creepy. Yeah,
0: and in this this run, too, I think the other thing that keeps that uh, slasher
1: feel is that the Joker's literally just wearing his face as a mask. So, And that was another really good aspect of the story, or the artwork, is you see gradually his face just getting more and more rotted as yeah. the story goes along.
0: Yeah, and then you start to notice that there's all these flies around all the time. Yeah, so yeah. It's
1: sick. That's how much I did like this. Um, I mean, I thought it was... I mean, the way... It, not, like, yeah, the fact that it was like a love story to Batman from Joker, you know, trying to make a point about what he's doing and how he should change himself and just that there's like no hate behind it. Yeah, Joker's point was that his family makes him weak. Weak.
0: Yeah, and he needs to get back to the way things were. And then what? What's the other? What's the other story where Joker comes back? Is that Endgame? Endgame. That's when he came back
1: and he was angry. That's when we
0: find the Dionysium and D- all that the end, stuff. Dionysium,
1: yeah. Batman ends up becoming uh, Batman again. And That's the thing. Like another awesome thing about this is you know Scott Snyder. Um, kept on his word that Joker would come back and when he did come back it was vicious. Which which do you like better? Which uh, Scott Snyder tale? Of Death of the Family or Endgame? Yeah. I kind of I liked um, that's the thing I was thinking about was like do I do Death of the Family or do I do Endgame? Because yeah. there was a lot of aspects of Endgame that I really did like because of how vicious he was and just what came out of it afterwards. But I did also think to myself you know that was awesome like quick crazy shit going on but mm-hmm. like this was like the slow creepy burn yeah and I really like that about this and it was like the first time him coming back and I was like so waiting for it and I like
0: that Death of the Family felt new like it felt new but it felt old at the same time like it like the playoff the name kind of all the time
1: true like, yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like he references
1: like old Joker stories. Yeah,
0: like there's that Bob Harris tale where Batman's at the, the uh quarry or something mm-hmm. like that or something and, yeah. and like there's a great tale where or a great confrontation where Batman's like confronts the Joker at the, he's um, trying to poison the, the water dam right. again, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and it's like, and that's the thing he brings it up and he talks about it and he's just like, oh, the fun we would have, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh man, it, it just while it, his face is running on his face, uh, <laughs> yeah, again shows that Snyder knows his his Batman. He history. loves his Batman. So, As you can, if you're reading comics right now, you can tell, yeah, because shit just went ape shit with Batman. That it did. <laughs> that is one way to explain it, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, Wait, are you, you talking can... about the latest Batman?
0: Did you read this last week's issue?
1: No, uh, oh, I've man. been you know trying to keep my mind clean. It obviously didn't work for Night of Vengeance, but it's I wanted to keep my mind shit. clean for these uh these stories. Anyway, Tom but, King's also doing. He's gonna make this list when
0: he's, when he's done. I'm sure. Yeah,
1: we'll we'll pick through that. Maybe we'll do an episode about a. Uh,
0: I'm sure we could do Tom King
1: Tales we could just do uh, Batman
0: Part 2 yeah true yeah because this really is turning into
1: the greatest Joker stories alright for this next one we're going to cheat a little bit so we both didn't realize that you know one of us chose Long Halloween and the other chose Dark Victory One coincides kind of with the other, so.
0: Yeah, well, Long Halloween, like you said, Long Halloween's the first chapter.
1: Right. And then Dark Victory is very much a a sequel to it. Yeah, so we thought we'd do this more in order. In that case. Yeah.
0: Both are written by Jeff Loeb and on artist Tim Sale. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And the premise of this book, you know, real real simply is that um, it takes place in the early days of
1: Batman's career. So, like, after the events of year one... Long Halloween. Yeah, I was gonna say this is like a perfect continuity story. Yeah, Um, it totally shows perfectly how things kind of changed from the mafia days to the supervillain days.
0: Yeah, and it's very much like the Godfather meets Batman.
1: Yes, very much so. Yeah, and also. It very much has, like, the murder mystery detective kind of aspect to it, which I really love seeing Batman in that. Yeah,
0: and it was was also a major influence for Dark Knight and, like, Christopher Nolan's stuff. Right. So it makes sense. But The Long Halloween, I think, like, one of the the cool things about that first chapter is that it very much is the mafia underworld and the Roman... And, like, the build-up the, of the relationship... The, but I think the thing that... The reason why I chose Dark Victory, and the same stands for Long Halloween, it's like anything with Jeff Loeb is that he does a really great job, uh, more so in Dark Victory, in my, in my opinion, of building relationships and, like, really showing the strengths of the characters. Um And, like, you start to see the early seeds of that in Batman, but or, I'm sorry, in Long Halloween... But I guess a, uh, this one shows more of, like, how well he can do a story with twists and turns. Yeah, and it's also a lot more from Batman's perspective. Because by the time Dark Victory comes around, you're you're learning more about the supporting cast. Like, more mm-hmm. about Jim Gordon, a lot about Harvey Dent, and a lot about, uh, you know, eventually Robin. Whereas Long Halloween's more so, like, the Roman and Batman.
1: So The beginning of the fall of the uh, yeah. Mafia Empire. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, and it's also, like... An origins of Harvey Dent.
0: Yeah, the origin of Two-Face. And right. you really see that tight-knit relationship between, basically, the trinity of Gotham City. Goth- right, uh, yeah, yeah. Gordon, Batman, and Dent. And, and Den. Um, so Dent's as D.A., and then throughout the course of this book, um, you know, eventually he turns into Two-Face. Perhaps, right. So. And, All solid stuff. Uh, yeah. So...
1: That sets up the stage for Dark Victory. Oh, sorry. I guess like one last thing is that uh, a theme that goes on for a long Halloween is the holidays of the year. So each one is like Halloween, obviously it starts on, and then Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, get get into it. So actually the mystery is Batman is trying to find the holiday killer. Right. And Holiday is killing... Off these Loads of then.
1: people. Like, with each holiday, he attacks someone. And leaves a little totem. Right. Every single time. And, oh, yeah, there's awesome, this this awesome <laughs> cat and mouse chase between uh, Batman and Selina. Yeah. Well, actually, you no, I remember reading this and being like, I just don't care about this uh, romance in this story. Like, I much rather the, the investigative part of it. Yeah. So, I remember you also saying that in Dark Victory, in becomes of something yeah It so
0: i'm glad that you referenced that point because mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes in dark victory is that um not only do you does it build up the relationship of bruce wayne trying to have selena kyle as a love interest but he is also very much like heavily flirting with like catwoman and all that stuff mm-hmm. in in the cape and there's this great scene where she they confront each other in costume on the top of a rooftop <clears throat> and she's just like says something about Harvey Dent and it's like, uh, well, you know, he was your friend. And Batman says something cold like not anymore and she just slaps him across the face and she's like, I hope you don't act like that when they come after me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And it was like, it's... uh, And and that's also what I meant about him like uh, with Jeff Lowe building relationships in, in Dark Victory because there's not only the great relationship with Bruce and Selena, there's a cool, like, almost love interest story arc between uh, Jim Gordon and Porter, the new D.A. Mm. But you find out that Porter is actually in love with Harvey Dent and has been obsessed with Harvey Dent because he was a professor at her law school. Ah. <clears throat> yeah. So there's those background relationships that are going on. And then again, when Porter meets her ultimate demise... It's like really heart-wrenching because of you. You see the whole love triangle um, going along. Um, and then the other, another cool thing about this book too is that it's the rise of the supervillain in Gotham City.
1: More so, so than Long Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Because um, well, I guess uh, Long Halloween would be the uh, the change, and this would be the rise. Yeah. Exactly. Because you have
0: Grundy making an appearance. You have. Two-Face, you know, coming onto the grand stage and actually mobilizing all the, uh, you know, supervillains towards the end of it. And um, at, at the end of this book, too, like the Mafia families are, are pretty much, you know, next to nothing. Right. Um, so... They're just scrambling. Yeah, they, they are pretty much scattered at that point. So I think that this book almost... Uh, doesn't get as enough enough recognition because the long Halloween is so good and so popular, um, but I I absolutely recommend like this is this is an, a no brainer uh, on the top ten
1: Batman list for me. True, because it's it's really that strong. Well, it's on our top five, so obviously it's part of your top ten. Yeah, you think it's? <laughs> yeah,
0: well no, I'm no, no. but ah oh, man, and then you, they also have the cool introduction with with Robin. Like sometimes if you think about the relationship with Batman and Robin, it can be creepy depending on his age. You're, cause it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like this whole thing. But, like, the way that you you see how much Batman lo- it has lost throughout the long Halloween in Dark Victory um, and, like, him coming to terms with that and, like, Dick Grayson almost becomes a, a solution for him to confide in and, like, it shows why there's that partnership. Like, not only did he need that as a crime fighter, but he also needed that to, like, Almost reinvest his uh, his hope in humanity because he got burnt so bad by Harvey Dent. Right. So like that was kind of really really cool to have that thread in too. True. Um, but yeah, there is a third bur- book ju- just to say there's a third a third book in the series called Batman Haunted Night. Um, that's more so just kind of like it seems like a collection of tales it seems like kind of Mm. like all the leftover stories it's like they were like hey guys can you do just
1: one more (laughs) yeah
0: well I think that those other ones came out as like specials at certain times and they were just like collected but um, Long Halloween and Dark Victory Victory are very much like their own story all within themselves Um, they're great if you read back to back but you can also read them separately All right, guys, thanks for listening to uh, our, our top ten list of Batman stories. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are. If you have uh, any recommendations or think that we missed a noticeable story. Uh, or if we're even talking about it, if you think we're talking about our ass,
1: let us know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thanks for bullshitting with us, and uh, tune in to our next
1: episode. Yeah, just uh, head to our Facebook page and Instagram page and keep up to date on all of our latest content.